Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont, and I'm your host. This is the one and only podcast where we discuss solutions to living free in an unfree world. Yes, it's true. I said it, living free in an unfree world. And I'll let you in on a little secret. A lot of that starts in our mind. And I know we are living in crazy and stressful times right now. All kinds of craziness announced, it seems like, every day. But the good news is we don't have to succumb to this drama, right? We don't have to succumb to the fear that's being pushed on us every day. We do have different choices. So if you ever wanted to wake up and know that your life is 100% moving in the right direction that you have set, and not one that has been set for you, then you are in the right place and you are ready for Create What You Speak. This is a perspective you simply won't be able to hear anywhere else and I am so excited to bring this to you. So this week we're going to be talking about hobbies. What if I tried that? Hobbies for your physical, mental, and emotional health. And I don't know about you, but I've been having a little anxiety thinking about summer coming to an end and how, how winter will be upon us. I have my garden and all my plants outside and I'm like refusing. My plants are like dying. One of my ferns is being eaten up by a caterpillar, but I just refuse to throw them away. I'm like, nope, let's just hang on as long as we can. Right. So the plants are like looking really sickly and like in half alive mode, but I don't care. Like I don't want to let them go because I feel like then once I finally do that, then it's like, oh, then summer is over. Right. And so I've been thinking about this and in having flashbacks of, of everything that we went through last year in the winter and how just very difficult that was for all of us. And I, I'm dreading it again this year. And I vowed to myself, I'm, I'm not going through that again. Right. I'm not living another winter like that. I, I'm just not doing it again. So it's got me thinking about hobbies and how I'm going to fill my time, what, what, what I'm going to do. Right. Like what where what's what what's going to happen this winter um i don't think i mentioned on the show my so my boyfriend got back from deployment uh, around the beginning of july and he is deployed again <laughs> so yay right no not really that sucks and i'm uh, no it's a but i can't control that so um that's that's the reality of the situation I, he's supposed to be back here well it's supposed to be mid september but I'm not sure if that's actually going to happen. So anyway, that, that has me also like, um, you know, how am I going to spend my time, right? What am I going to do? And, you know, hobbies sound, seem like generic or something sometimes. It's like they, they seem like this like thing that like when you talk about hobbies, you like roll your eyes about it or something, you know, like, um, like, I don't know, like some old fashioned thing or something or like something that like your mom would suggest that you do and you're like, come on mom please you know but I don't and I don't know why maybe that's just my like perception of it I don't know if everyone has that if you're listening if you don't have that perception I I really don't know where that came from for me but hobbies are really an amazing thing and I wanted to share some stories with you this week about hobbies in my own life and like what it's done for me but they really I don't think hobbies really receive enough credit and 
for you know for what they do for us for like the, the what they bring to our lives and how they're often overlooked because we act like we're too busy for hobbies right well we'd rather sit there in front of the tv at the end of the day and, and listen to fake news and the fear porn than actually try something new or put ourselves out there and um you know do something different and i'm not saying you are you listening if you're listening you're you're different and i know that you don't do that but there's the majority of the population that that will do that that they'll sit in front of the tv and bitch and scream and throw things at the tv but they wouldn't ever think twice about doing something for themselves getting themselves out of that situation right and even now i think you know we we talked last week about how it's really easy to sit there and consume all that, right? It's it's really easy to consume all the information and get really focused on it and go down the rabbit holes. But what value does that bring, right? What value is that bringing to your life, right? You, you do have a choice and you can focus on something different and um, choose to do something different. And that, that's really, I think, like in its simplest form. And, and I think hobbies are a great way to get out of that mindset of, you know, coming home and, and parking in front of the TV, right? Or coming home and scrolling through social media, right? Hobbies give us something different to focus on. They give us something, um, take our mind off what we're doing. They give us an escape. You know, all, there's all these benefits. So they, I, I really feel like hobbies aren't um, mentioned enough for, for the value that they bring. And, you know, it's funny, okay, at its at its core, when I was thinking about this, so what is a hobby? I mean, a hobby can be really, it's up to the person defining it, really. You know, it's, it's anything that you do in your free time, but what's a hobby to you could be like just a everyday thing to somebody else, right? Or what's a hobby to me could be like somebody's... Um, you know, feel like a full-time job or something, right? Because, you know, obviously if you're, if you don't like what you're doing, then it's not going to be a hobby for you. But, um, we all get to interpret that in our own way. And in my, I know for me personally, like my hobbies have always been around like this, like doing this podcast or previously when I owned a, a website about personal finance and I spent a lot of time on that, like I love doing that kind of stuff. Like that to me was so much fun. And then, you know, I've done things I talked about on here about when I was in the dance competition, right? That was a hobby. Um, my garden, like plants, that's a hobby that I that I really enjoy doing. Like, I feel like my dog is a hobby sometimes because I, you know, taking him on walks and making sure that I'm, you know, doing all the things that you're supposed to do when you have a dog, right? That feels like a hobby. And even like uh, things at my house, like, I don't know, making sure that my, I like a clean space, right? So my, having my house clean or having my you know, everything like organized and decorated the way I want it to be, right? That that can be a hobby. So there's so many things that we can, cons you know, that, that hobbies fall under. And it really doesn't matter the definition, right? It doesn't matter to, you know, what, what, what it means to somebody. All I think that really matters with a hobby is that you enjoy doing it, that it brings you joy, that you, you find like, um, escape in that in a, in a positive way for you. You find like relief or you find a way to express yourself or, um, get out of the norm, right? Because it's really easy to feel like we're, we're stuck in this, like I'm an employee and that's all I do, or I'm a mom and that's all I do or, you know, whatever it gets, it's another facet of you as a person. And so I was reading through some different articles about, 
hobbies and like how they actually help us like what 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 are the benefits of hobbies especially i think especially mentally and emotionally right now with everything that we're going through and so there was an article on psychology today and i'll uh, link to this and there's several things i'll link to in the show notes today that on this topic but there was a couple of things that they talked about at the beginning that i at this article that i hadn't really thought about when it comes to hobbies and the article talks about how hobbies help structure your time so they they talk about Parkinson's law, which works work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion, and it says more simply, things take as much time as you have. So when the the evening stretches out before you, if it's if you have an unscheduled evening, right, you might find yourself laboring over that work project or answering emails, but. If you had something else to do, like choir practice or a book club meeting, you would get those tasks done much more quickly, like the work tasks, so that you can have time for the hobbies. And so the, the article talks about how hobbies, they, they seem to create more time by encouraging efficiency. So I, I really liked that because that's not something I'd really thought about with hobbies. But it, that's true, right? If you think about like... like all summer, like I loved working in my garden and being outside. So I, I made time for that, right? I made like in my evening, like that's what I would do. Like I would, you know, an hour or so of my night, that's what I would make sure that I have the time to do. So having that hobbies, helping you structure your time. So it's not like, um, just the endless, like, you know, like for that last winter felt for me, like it was just one big long day. And, um, Another part of the article that I thought was really interesting, they talked about how hobbies help promote flow in your life. So talking about left to our own devices, we often opt for passive leisure. So TV and web surfing are at the top of most people's lists. So yes, we need to veg out from time to time, but we're so much more invigorated by active leisure is what this article talks about. And they talk about um, flow activity. So if you've ever lost yourself in something like in a sport, an art project or a any, anything else that you've ever done, you've experienced flow, right? That feeling of flow where time flies and your self-consciousness disappears and you're fully like immersed, you're in the activity, right? You're doing it. And the article talks about how hobbies, especially those that stretch our skills, foster this desirable and increasingly elusive state. So being in that flow. And I can remember like back when I used to have my personal finance website and I would spend hours, like I remember sitting there eight hours straight coding, teaching myself the coding, like trying this and doing that. And I would look up and I was like, Oh my God, it's been eight hours. I didn't even, I literally didn't even notice. And there was one period where I was laid off from my job jobs at some point. I don't know. I was laid off like multiple times in a row, but, um, I was doing the same thing. Like every day I was sick cause I was not working obviously. So every day I was so immersed in the coding in the learning and the teaching myself that, I lo- it was like winter and I looked up and all of a sudden it was summer. And I'm like, how did like four or five months go by? I didn't even notice it. Right. Because I was in this flow. I was doing something that I truly love. And even today, even like I still, when I do the website for the show or I do, um, you know, the graphics or I'm writing articles and promoting the show and getting my ideas out there. I mean, it, or when I made the create what you speak Academy, I, I went through that and I, I, I did all of that myself and I absolutely love doing it. And that's a state of flow for me. It, it's, it's this feeling of, um, it's like once you feel that feeling of flow in one, in something that you really enjoy, you understand that you don't have to live your life on this mundane, like 
I, I don't like what I'm doing kind of path, right? You, you, you seek a balance. You seek to, you seek to find, maybe you're not a hundred percent in the flow with everything, but you're, you seek to do something that at least brings you a little closer to being in that flow when you're doing your work. So I think that's another really interesting piece about, um, hobbies. Uh, then a couple other points I saw uh, about hobbies were, so obviously having this like better, this overall, this better sense of an overall like well-being. So being able to like mentally decompress, right? Especially now. And I, I think it, it's, it's really easy to be amped up all the time and forget that you're amped up, right? Because we're so used to what we've been through. I think it's, it's, we're all operating on like a different, frequency or something because we're, we're amped up a lot, even unintentionally. So, so having a hobby helps you in that state to mentally decompress. And also when you mentally decompress and it's like you physically decompress, right? Once you mentally let go, like your body will let go too. And so, you know, depending on what kind of hobby you have, especially if you're doing like a sport, right? To like blow off steam, right? You're playing like soccer or volleyball or softball or something, right? You get to get some of that energy out or even like if you're doing an individualized sport like dance or, um, you know, running or something like that. You get to, you're, you're, you're releasing that energy, that pent up energy. But especially if you're doing something active like that, right, there's the health benefits of, you know, getting exercise, um, you know, doing things like dancing, gardening, all that kind of stuff. Anything that you choose it's, that you enjoy, that you enjoy doing is a way to decompress. And so as I talk, kind of talked about earlier, like it's, it's really easy to bring the stress of work home, right? Especially now, right? With all the shit going on everywhere with everything that we're dealing with. It's like, it's easy to feel like I'm only that, like I'm only the employee. Like I said earlier, I'm only the mom or I'm only the whatever, right? And and we forget that there are these other parts of us that we get to explore, that these, these other parts that we get to um, be, like we don't have to always show up as the the employee who's stressed out or worried or whatever, right? Like you can let that go at the end of the work day. And then you step into the other person you are, whatever that is. And when you're doing your hobby, then you're the person who paints or you're the person who, um, you know, dances or you're the person who sews or whatever it is, right? You get to step into this other version of you where you get to put on a different hat almost. You get to be, you get to show up differently. You get to act differently. You get to see, you get to experience yourself in another way, which I think then again, it helps carry over into the other areas of your life because you're not stuck in this one pattern or this one way of, um, of being. There was a study I found that talked about, they, uh, there was roughly 1400 people in this study. And so they were tracking like the, the, benefits of people who regularly engage in leisurely activities or activities that they enjoy. And so what they found was that those people generally have lower blood pressure, lower total cortisol, lower waist circumference, and lower body masks, mass index. So all things that contribute to a better quality of life by just being able to enjoy yourself, right? Like there's no stress on it. There's no like, um, rigidity to it, or I have to do it this way, or, you know, like, like trying to be like a militant dieter or something like that's what I think about when I think about some of the rigidity that we put into our lives in all these different ways. But when you let go of all that and you relax and you're in it, right, you're in the flow, it totally changes your being. It totally changes your energy. It totally changes what goes inside. It goes on inside of your body and it allows these more, um, uh, positive things to go on. 
another thing with hobbies is uh, it can bring you is career success. And I have a story about this in my own personal life. Um, as I mentioned, I had a personal finance blog for a long time. And as I also mentioned, I talked about how I would spend hours and hours learning how to code, like teaching myself all this stuff. And I have no formal IT training. I have, I, I, my undergraduate degree is in agriculture, so I, I don't have any sort of formal IT training. However, the because I had such an interest in web design, coding, um, all kinds of anything that had to do with um, technology, I would say I had an interest in, and I taught myself all, all everything that I know. This actually carried over into my career, and I was able to transition into IT. IT work. So I've done um, a consulting for a long time. I think I'm going on 12 years now. But I got into this space because of my hobby. I got into this space because I kept fooling around with websites and I kept reading about it and learning about it. And then I started being able to speak the language and I knew what the certain things meant. And I knew when people were talking about things, what that was. And then I got my foot in the door at one consulting job. And then I got laid off from that job. But then I got in another consulting job, right? And I moved up the line of and, and got experience. And I was able to, because I was consulting, I was able to explore different types of roles and ended up finding a pretty niche market, I guess you would say, for the skill set that I do. And all of that came about because of my hobby, because I just kept following it because it was interesting to me. It was almost like I couldn't stop following it because it was just so interesting to me and I just wanted to learn more. So you never know if you pick up something that you just have a general interest in, let's say, you just never know where, where those skills will take you. And lastly, on hobbies, you know, it also builds self-confidence and self-esteem. I talked about my dance competition that I was in and, and dancing was a hobby of mine for, well, a year, I don't know, a year or so before everything shut down. Um, but being able to go from not dancing at all to putting myself out there and being in a competition, a dance competition and learning various styles of dances, one different style a week, having a different partner every week, having to practice. Like there was so much, like my confidence grew so much in sh such a short amount of time. I mean, it was crazy how I, I remember being terrified and being very rigid and stiff in my movements, right? To being able to then learn how to relax a little more and continue and, and continue to relax. And, um, you know, a couple of drinks always help with that too. But it, it really was amazing for me to see how much I was able to build confidence and self-esteem through a hobby like this, through something that I just wanted to try. And I remember talking to one of my other friends about this and she was saying how she would never try something like that because she would she would just never try something new. And I remember thinking, damn, you were like so missing out on, on life. Like there's so much to do outside of what we normally these boxes that we put ourselves in, right? As just this one person, I'm just this, right? But there's, there's so many pieces of us and we get to explore all of them. And that's, I think the part of the fun part of it, right? We get to do that. We get to, we get to learn new things and improve on what we already know. And then in turn, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Like I said, building self-confidence and self-esteem, like how I ended up moving into a completely different career and spending the last 10 years there, right? You just never know what, what happens, uh, what might happen. And I think all of these things really play into 
our physical, mental, and emotional health. And that's why I said at the beginning, I just don't think hobbies get enough credit for the, what they bring to our lives. Like what you hear so far? Take what you've learned and invest in yourself with the Create What You Speak Academy. Visit createwhatyouspeak.com to learn more. Now back to the show. So I think it's easy to forget, especially in times of chaos like we're living in right now, that you can still have hobbies, that it's okay to pick your head up from social media, from the doom and gloom, from the shit you're being bombarded with at work, from the family drama that's happening because no one agrees or only half of you agree and the other half don't or whatever you might be facing right now, you get to still find joy in your life. Um, we can't all be consumed with this shit 24 seven, right? It's just going to suck the life out of us. And so we get to, we get permission, right? We can give ourselves permission to take a break from the chaos and do something that we enjoy, right? And, and I actually, I think that's the, the only way to survive the chaos is to find those pockets of time where we do get to experience joy and remember what that, what that feels like. I remember when I got my dog last fall and you know, he's a dog, he's a small dog, he's cute and like does funny things. And I remember how much this dog made me smile and I hadn't smiled in so long. Like it was, we- it was a weird feeling on my face to smile. <laughs> how, as crazy as that sounds, it was. And I remember this dog like bringing me so much joy in his craziness and just being a little dog and bringing a smile to my face like every day. And that was something that was, I had not done for so long. And so having, you know, having something that does that for you, that gets you out of your head and into like, um, you know, a smile on your face, puts a smile on your face is I, I think one of the best ways to, to deal with what, what's going on right now. So I, I looked up, I was looking for unique hobbies because I think it's also really easy. Like you search Pinterest, right? For hobbies, like hobbies for women, hobbies for people with anxiety, hobby for introverts, right? Or hobby for women in their what? Twenties, thirties, whatever age you are, right? Um, hobbies that make you money or hobbies for the winter or whatever, right? Like I said, so it's like roll your eyes kind of, it's very generic. It seems like, I don't know, kind of like your mom again, like your mom trying to tell you to go get a hobby or something, right? Like after you break up with your boyfriend and you need something to fill your time, right? But um, I, I found, a, and I'm going to link to this in the show note of, um, I don't know, I think it was like 97 unique hobbies to to try. So I'm going to go through some of these just because I think they're interesting. And some of these things I wouldn't have even thought were hobbies. Um, but the the goal is, again, find something that you like and just start doing it. Start exploring it. If you don't like it, if you change your mind, then try something else, right? Fill your time with something that is bringing you value, like that is of value to you instead of things that are not of value, right? There's so much thing, so much out there that's not of value. So we get to decide. We get to, a part of living free in an unfree world is making a choice with how we spend our time. And hobbies, I think, are a great way to do that because you're in control. You ha- you've made the choice to do this or not do that, right? So here's some things I found in this link that, or, I mean, yeah, in this link with 97 unique hobby ideas that I thought were interesting. Stone skipping. <laughs> Brewing beer, survivalist prepping, which probably isn't a bad idea right now. Um, grilling, 
that's like a thing, right? People go to competitions for that and stuff. Um, whittling wood, <laughs> uh, spoken poetry. I thought that one was cool. Like if you like to write poetry or like write little haikus or something, um, chainsaw carving, like that seems really hard to me. I don't know, but it would be cool if you could make cool things. Like when I walk, go for a, take my dog for a walk, there's a house up the street that has, um, these trees carved with like Bart Simpson and like one is an eagle or something. And it's like randomly in the yard. I'm like, this is so weird. Like, why do you have this in your yard? But I mean, I guess somebody did a chainsaw carving. So that's a thing. Um, coding, like I talked about, like, that's my thing. Like, doesn't mean it'll be yours, but it's so, and there's so much free stuff out there to learn about that too. Way back more than when I was learning. Um, mentoring, like mentoring people on, even like talking about survivalist prepping, like mentoring people on how to like cook or sew or like, you know, how to like, um, I don't know, prepare food on a campfire, you know, that kind of stuff. People want to know this kind of stuff, especially now. And I think that kind of stuff you could totally make money off of too. Like if you were wanting to start a little side business, like people will pay for that kind of stuff because they want to know, like this isn't stuff that was, that's taught. Like I, I learned it because of the way I grew up in a small town and my grandparents and my parents taught it to me, but not everybody learned that, right? Like I think we take this kind of stuff for granted too and think that everybody knows what we know, but that's not true. Um, another one was stone sculpting, um, ghost hunting. So that would be really cool, right? There's all kinds of stuff about that. That that would be really cool. And I think with that, you'd get to learn a bunch of historical stuff. Um, reselling things, like reselling things from, like we used to do this when I was, oh, this is a long time ago, but my friends and I used to do this um, where we would resell things from yard sales, like especially, like this was way back in college. And, but you can totally do it now. I mean, I think people do it all the time. There's people doing it on like next door and stuff. But uh, you take like, so what we would do back then was we would go to yard sales and we would look for clothes and things that had tags on them still. Now, again, this is a long time ago, like when eBay was first up and coming. So it's not like it was back then, but um, there's still a demand for it. But what we would do when we would go to the yard sales is like, instead of saying to each other, do you think this will sell on eBay? We would say something like, do you think Sarah would like this? And that was, that was our like code question for, will it sell on eBay? So you could do that kind of stuff, right? There's all kinds of like flipping and, and various things like of junk or like redoing the things or going off next door or Craigslist and getting free things and um, reselling them. Like I was thinking about like somebody had a bunch of free pots off of next door or something like plant pots. And I was like, you could totally pop, propagate plants, like take plants you already have out of your garden and get free pots off of um craigslist or next door or something and then sell those you know people want that kind of stuff right it's 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 um there's nothing wrong with that either right you're being um, resourceful and you're you're using your creativity and you're getting that going right there's there's again there's so many things that come with hobbies that you just it's just like we can't foresee where they will take us um learning a foreign language i've been learning spanish now for i don't know close to two years probably and um I'm getting there, right? I mean, I keep doing it. I keep showing up for it. And, I, and sometimes that's part of it too, is just being willing to show up and put the effort out. Um, quilting, like this again, it seems like an old fashioned thing, but I mean, who doesn't love a good quilt? I mean, come on. Um, hand lettering. Okay, there's this, I'm going to link to this in the show notes, but there's this online group called Skill Pop and they do all kinds of stuff like painting. They do like the lettering. They do, um, I took like a watercolor class on there and it's really cool because it's online but they have it so that the camera goes like over the person doing the painting so you're seeing it. it's not like they have some board up and it's some shitty like zoom thing going on like you can legit see oh, like the camera goes over the person who's doing the painting and teaching you so it's pretty cool i'll link to that in the show notes 
Um, volunteer at an animal shelter. This is obviously, you know, even to like take dogs for walks on, you know, the, the more stressful dogs that are under high stress, right? Getting them out of there, like that kind of stuff is so valuable. Um, trivia, there's all kinds of places around here, at least that do like trivia nights, right? So you can, um, if you like trivia, right? Like that could be your thing. 3d printing. That's something that like people, that's another one of those things that I think in the future is going to be in high demand where people start printing things for other people. Um, I actually have a 3d printer here. I've never, I haven't put it together and it looks very intimidating, which is why I haven't. And I actually opened the box upside down. So everything came out and I was like, no, I can't with this right now. And so it's still sitting in the box in my closet, but it's on my to-do list. Maybe I'll do that this winter. Um, but anyway, there, so there's so many things you could do, right? So many things. So what if you tried something? What in, so what if you don't like it? Like I said, right, there are thousands of other things that you can try and you just might find something you like. And the, the amazing part with, I think hobbies is you just never know where it's going to lead you. Like mine did with my job and like what I got out of dance and the people I met and the, what it did for me, right? That's the point with the hobby. What is it going to do for you? What can it do for you? And what are you willing to let it do for you? All right, so that's it this week on our topic of hobbies. What if I tried that? Hobbies for your physical, mental, and emotional health. Thanks for joining me on the Create What You Speak podcast. Make sure you visit my website, sloanfremont.com, where you can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player so you'll never miss an episode. So if you go to my website on the right-hand side at the very top, there's an opt-in box. Put your name and email. Anytime a new show comes, you'll get an email sent directly to you. I also have a box where you can sign up for my Telegram channel, um, Gab, Odyssey, all of that stuff is on the right-hand bar. So go visit sloanfremont.com. And I would really appreciate a positive rating in Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. That helps get the word out about the show. Um, so I'd really appreciate that. And don't forget the Create What You Speak Academy, createwhatyouspeak.com. That's where you can take what you learn in the podcast, apply it one step further. And really the point of the academy is to help you live free in an unfree world. And that's what we're doing here. So thanks for listening this week. Uh, be sure to tune in next week. I have a lot of amazing guests coming up for you guys. I'm talking with a guy next week, a crypto activist. Um, Rio Rocket is his name. Uh, Rio is a crypto activist. We're going to talk about blockchains, uh, um, Bitcoin, NFTs, DeFi, all that kind of stuff. So if that is of interest to you, make sure you tune in next week. I've got some other amazing guests, so please stay tuned. Come back and um, I can't wait to be with you again. All right, that's it for this week. I will talk to you next week.